cliffcentral.com As always, eh? <laughs> the only show on Clip Central that plays. Yes, that plays. You know. Royalty to our South African people. There's like a few cents there for Brown Dash. Puff and Pass, eh? Yes. How are you, man? Yes. It's December, dude. I feel horrible. It's December. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yes. Thank you to G-Man and the, the, the gang. San Bernan Nonke, welcome to the show. It is, frankly speaking, one hour of uh, discussions, talk, craziness, absolute openness about the world that we live in right now. Frankly speaking, what the fuck, 2016. I mean, how many people out there are just going, thank God, it's almost over. 2016 has been quite a year. Huh? It's been a lot of people are complaining about it. Horrible shit. year, they Total say. Total shit, yeah. Total shit. Who's had, who's had a good 2016? John Flismus. John Flismus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's had a good we should, we should We should ask him how he did it. I, I haven't, because I'm still alive. Um, <laughs> apparently, all the talented people got killed in 2016 yeah. and died, and all <laughs> the shit got means. left behind. It's true. It's so true, we lost yeah. Bowie, we got Trump. Hello. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, There's no God. <laughs> there is no God. <laughs> we lost Prince as well. Hello, yes, Prince yes. as well. Anyway. Leonard Cohen. Leonard yes. Cohen's gone. Leonard Cohen. Leonard when did that Cohen. one Don't slip sound through? shocked. What do you mean? <laughs> that was two weeks ago. How can you not know that Leonard Cohen died? Shit. And Mugabe marches on. Uh, I'm telling you, did, man. Did his State of the Nation 28 minutes long? Saudi um, Motswaneng marches forward. Leonard Cohen is dead. Prince died. <laughs> okay, hold on, Saudi hold on. Hold hasn't on, even got on. a fucking headache. <laughs> 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 how, how old is Leonard? How old was Leonard Cohen? Like he was seventeen, like eight. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. Good. good yeah, he's a grown yeah, He's a grown man. Good session. Good session. Yeah. We are in studio uh, with a whole bunch of people. Firstly, let me before I introduce them, Rory. How What's are up, you, my friend? I'm Talk feeling to me. horrible. I got hay Why? fever in the middle of December. It's just insane. But is that a thing? Is that real? Wow. Uh, dude, <laughs> is, that, is that a real? Thing? You yeah. move into these white areas, you get white. Oh. I've got a friend. Uh, my best. My my, my friend says. My friend says medical aid diseases. You didn't have them before you had medical aid. Now you've got medical aid and they start attacking you. <laughs> I think it's progress that like you can that's your biggest issue right now is fucking hay fever. Hey, it's true. It's true. Well it's done. true. It's well true. Done. The guy's moving up. The guy's it's a good life. It's a good life, Rory. So we Rory, we're speaking about something which is not our traditional stuff, you know, of of just calling racists out on the show, you know, like that's what we normally do for you know, one hour a week. It's great fun. Uh, but we've decided to do something slightly different and interview two really interesting people. Where are they? <laughs> Fuck, they're not. Where are they? He's trying to figure out the other one doesn't know that Leonard fucking Cohen died. <laughs> relax. Just relax. He's trying, to, he's trying to find my name on his phone. That's what's happening. Like, no, what's his brother? Actually, I'm like, shit, yo, Don't worry. The, I'll, introduce the, the, I'll introduce the non-white guy because I actually took Alfred, the time to oh, find out his name. Yeah. I was going to give someone else's name. I was wondering where Dylan Olifant, he was the other guest that's supposed to be here. He's a bit of an Elijah at the moment. We've got. Oh, is Dylan Olifant supposed to be here? He was supposed to be here. Say you'll see he's always slow with everything. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred, <laughs> Alfred Adrian, is that right? Yeah, uh, Alfred Adrian, but yeah, it's spelled Adrian, and uh, there's a very racist story behind that too. You want to hear it? We That's might quick. as well. We might, might as, well. as well. When uh, you know there's slave colonies off the coast of Saint Helena, right? Yes. Apartheid South Africa. One of my ancestors came here on a boat. 
Afrikaner guy sitting with a pen registering them as they come off the boat. Guy goes, what's your name? No, Aaron Abdurrahman. My great great grandfather. <laughs> guy goes, van nou af is jou Adrian. Pah. Straight up. Spelt it Adrian. The dude is English so he calls himself Adrian and Alfred Adrian was English Adrian. Now, why don't you go back? Wow. Like it's a thing. Go no, because your, I, mean, I like this, this is three, how, four generations. How, how useful do you think it is to go from Adrian to Abdul Rahman? <laughs> no, in 2016, <laughs> in a Trump fucking future. <laughs> no, you know I what? mean, no, no, Rory, should we just switch our mics and let these guys go for a little bit? Yeah, I, think, I mean, this is amazing. I like my passports and things intact, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Not just your passport, you but your honest yeah? as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> that's true. You want to arrive in America, Virgo intact, though. You don't want to yeah, be dated by some guy's digits. <laughs> We heard on a podcast that you're Abdurrahman. Komiso. <laughs> so we're speaking about what the fuck moments 2016. There are many of them. I don't even know where we begin. Where do we begin? Let's begin lo- at last year. Okay. And is it not interesting that we are the same people who featured last year? Jacob Zuma and uh, Claudie are now still prominent uh, a year later. Mm-hmm. You would have thought that these guys have had enough. They're tired. But no. Um, still going very strong. Um, Claudia, of course, uh, said a lot of interesting things, spoke in the third person, um, and now believes that many want him to become the minister, a uh, minister and even <laughs> join the ANC NEC. So Claudia's done very well for himself, I think, in terms of delivering these WTF moments. Um, uh, and of course, our president, our president never, 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 never fails to just, uh, just impress with his You've prowess. You just gone right in there eh, with some big, big, big moments. Yeah, those are those are the two. Those were the two WTFs of uh, of of 2016. I think we've got a lot of WTF themes as well. Yeah. Um, racism, of course, was a big theme. We started the year off with racism, and we seem to be to be to be going out with a with a bang as well, so, as far so as racism concerned. Just to our viewers to get them in here because the energy is high. Where, frankly speaking, WeChat, you can hook us up. Twitter. You can look us up Rory Shabalala Or Yebo underscore Levy Or give uh, details Of the, the people in studio as well Apparently they have Twitter um, But let's talk about So we do this every year Once a year We'll talk about What the fuck moments Last year was This was probably One of the biggest What the fuck moments I just thought We'd, we'd take it back And then we can go forward You say Some of us Don't know English properly can And then uh, We Matisa. can only come And say Honorable Hong, 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 Hong like that Honorable Matisa. Yes. Hong, Hong, Hong. Honorable Matisa. Hong, Hong. Honorable Matisa. That's the only thing that she knows. Honorable Matisa. Yes. Right, so I thought we'd take us back there just for shit. I have no, there's no link to 2016. That's the WTF moment I just, of the decade. I just wanted yeah. to play that thing. Naledi um, Pando. That, that is uh, Honorable Madisha going off at uh, Naledi Pando for her accent. I suppose the the, no, no. the link the link there, guys, is probably Parliament. I mean, that's, that's I don't I don't get the whole Hong Hong. I I don't hear Hong Hong when she talks. What do you hear? I just I don't hear Hong Hong. I I don't know, but I I didn't link Hong Hong. Have you have you have you? So when you listen to that accent, that that really polished accent, that that's yeah. what he was playing at. You know, I heard a goose. Oh. Like, I, I thought he was trying to impersonate a goose that was speaking Mandarin. <laughs> he might, he it, might it, as it, well. It was a bloody strange, good impersonation. And let's be honest, very you know? twanging is what we call twang. it. It's twang, twang, twang. That's what I would have gone for. But I mean, Hong Hong. Who, who are you? Who are you to say that? You know? Me, I'm a citizen. 
<laughs> so Parliament was a was a bit of a, a comedy a comedy moment by the minute. We had um, we had a whole bunch of comedy moments. One was when these guys in white shirts took over. And they literally kicked the living daylights out of wow. the EFF. Wow, so when security storm parliament apartheid style and break people's arms, yes. this is a comedy moment. Well, you see what we've become here in this <laughs> little booth here in this is fucking the north of this Johannesburg. Yeah. The comedians a are draining Jewish the comedy out of Levi Zuma Vuma, <laughs> and he's talking about the comedy of security oppression. Okay. How did it make wow. you feel? How did it make you feel, John? Um, Talk to us. Um, it's, you know, sometimes things are too obvious for comedy. Like, I, I, you know, yeah. um, security storming parliament I mean it's not it's not an African thing it's it happens all over the world if you watch the EU there's this kind of punch-ups break out all the time mm. so I mean you know I, I don't know why we keep finding it hilarious that politicians are assholes um, historically that's what they are and that's what they've done and that's what mm. they do mm. none of us want to go into the management of a country and so we allow these idiots to do it and they're stupid at it there was just a stupid system so I yeah. mean it's like saying airline food is hilarious it's not it's just bad like, like <laughs> yeah. I, you know so I mean for me, I haven't done a lot about Parliament because um, all we're really doing is subtly reinforcing stereotypes that in somehow Africa is shit at politics and the rest mm. of the world is better. But it's just obtuse because it's not true. Yeah. Mm. John, what, what do you then say? I mean, it's it's this, this is quite true. Across the world, we're beginning to see the shift in politics. Uh, mm. Brexit, Trump. Absolutely. Uh, the Philippines is also very interesting. We, we've seen in Brazil. What do you think is going on? Um, within it, it just seems like everyone got the same brief, and well, no, we it, are now. It's, it's what it's what we asked for. Like we're getting what we asked for, which is a dumbing down of of the general population. We're lowering our own IQ. Entertainment is a heap of shit. We don't even make great entertainment anymore. We just film other reality and play it to each other. So I feel like we've been eating shit for a long time. Our cultures have become crap, uh, fast food, and we're getting what we, we're getting the obese, like, you know, fucked up result. Mm -hmm. so, so I think that's why populism is more, better, because it's easier. It requires no intellectual rigor. Mm. And so, um, fuck, I don't know what I ate this morning, but I'm on a bit <laughs> of a You're pluck. onto it, eh? Let's yeah, go, let's I, go. I just feel like we're getting what we asked for. America's getting what we asked for. Like, fuck you, man. If you, if you end up in a position where your two choices are Hillary, Trump, uh, Hillary or Trump, you're getting what you asked for. Yeah. Fuck you. It's not, it's not like, oh, how did this happen? Fuck off. You were there the whole time. <laughs> you and you allowed this to happen. And yeah. you, you fucked America so hard till it was broken. And then you gave it to its first black president. Yeah. Then you spent eight years blaming him for the damage, gave an impossible job where he had to face Republicans in his own house he every morning him, yeah. who just blocked everything he yeah, did yeah, yeah. what little he did get done is now going to be dismantled by some arsehole who takes viagra and combs his hair yeah. and, and and america's getting what it wants so you know I, I think what's happened to all of us is and it's happening at home as well we talk about education being so important we haven't given it to people who need it mm. and now we're letting people who are uneducated rule mm, mm, mm. so it's oh, it, we're getting what alfred, we asked for alfred uh, it, it looks like uh, things have changed you you're from port elizabeth uh, yeah. nelson <laughs> Mandela Bay has also now turned. Uh, <laughs> yeah. are, are the people of Port Elizabeth getting what they asked for as well? Well, listen, I think that I've left it 10 years ago, so I, I, <laughs> I can't really speak about the pulse of the city anymore. You know? <laughs> Some gonna, and also, they, they, it's, you know, just to echo what, what, what John is saying, I think that it's so crazy that people are, are we are, we as this, like, um, the educated or the more enlightened or whatever we want to call ourselves, whatever label we're giving ourselves, are always so shocked. We were so shocked that there are so many people that supported Trump. 
I don't know, like, and it, that's the that's the 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 good that's probably come out of this thing. Like people have now all of a sudden realized that there's a lot of idiots out there, mm. a lot more than what you think there yeah. is. You think that because your friends, because we huddle up in this little circle, kumbaya and like you know very Echo yeah yeah, and whatever, then yeah. these guys there is a lot of idiots out there, and this is just another testimonial to that. Thing. I'm just interested to hear what your thoughts, guys, are on the media because I think mm. the media was shown up this year as being yeah. like a complete. An utter waste of time, or just uh, uh, an echoing—you know—they call it echoing chamber of yeah. of themselves, effectively. Because Brexit, they were all like, "Oh, blah blah blah," it'll never happen. Next day, exactly. happens, right? Yeah. And the best was the New York Times were like. Hillary Clinton's going to win by 85%, literally the day before it happened. Yeah. And then on the day, like, 91% Donald Trump, you know, yeah. like, I mean, so what are your thoughts about the media just generally? I mean, you've got thoughts about the population, but media yeah. and their role, how does that well, feel? Well, I mean, I think they're also to blame, you know, everyone's panicked about social media and it's become, it's become mm. the, the guiding force. So in other words, if you're fucked on Twitter, you're fucked in real life. Mm. It's 140 characters and anyone can write them. So in other words, you don't have to be a journalist, you don't have to have sources, you don't have to check anything. And I think the media houses have kind of followed that lead in order to chase the popular you know the popular yeah. movement so in other words you can't sell a paper so now you've got to sell a website you've got to sell a Twitter feed you've got mm. to sell so what we've done is we've done away with all those all that rigor like democracy yeah. doesn't mean you have to be listened to all it means is you have a voice yes. that doesn't mean your voice is valid like now we believe that every citizen is like a genuine opinion and we must like follow what Take they say yeah. fuck that like there are stupid people like I took you know you've got to go to school you've got to study you've got to better yourself you know and then we say this thing of like oh but it's privilege well it, it can be but people who've come from no background have bettered themselves so we've done away with that now you don't have to be smart you just have to be visible mm. so like you have rappers that don't make any music they just fucking talk about louis vuitton and beefing with each other <laughs> you know you have comedians who've never actually done a one-man show they've just modeled fucking nike and now suddenly we take them seriously <laughs> i just feel that across the board it's the same symptom that's why mm. you know i mean you were asking now about What's happened to us? Well, we're getting what we asked for, which is we don't want to, we don't want to work hard. You know, um, Alfred's got a thing about work. Like work is one of the key things of life. I fucking agree with that. Like if you're not working hard all the time, fuck you. Yeah. John, you, you came out swinging uh, against uh, proposals by the Minister of Intelligence, I think, Matlobo, yes. um, that could potentially end you guys in, in prison. Sure. Um, so uh, how, do you, how do you then play that off against the fact that, uh, you know, people, people are now going to be limited? So everyone has an opinion and so on. But yes. at the same time, um, it seems to almost block that. We're, we're seeing an extreme move to the other end where you're seeing government come in with yeah. all of these laws. Yeah. What happens to you guys? Are you guys going to be uh, cellmates soon? No. I think what is, isn't our constitution is pretty solid, which is one of the better things of this country. So I don't know at which stage is this thing because I haven't paid it too much mind yet, which yeah. is probably bad on my part. Yeah, it is bad on your part. Um, I'll push, I'll push I'm, like, you I'm just going to move. Like, oh, speaking about education. I know. I'm not educating people. So, so I don't I'm know not about gonna, anything. I'm not going to be going to jail first. When John <laughs> goes, then I'll start going, oh, maybe I should have yeah, fucking checked. I'll definitely be going first. Um, um, it's not It's not simple. The first thing is that we are all assuming that a satirist is the same as a regular citizen. Fucking no, we aren't. Because when you put something out as a satirist, you are talking to an audience that has agreed as a group to suspend their disbelief and be entertained. That's the first thing. So Penny Sparrow is not the same as Peter Duke Ace. And I don't care what anyone says, it's not the same thing. What they're trying to now say is that it is all the same. Whether you hear the N-word in a theater, in an artistic environment, or you hear the N-word at a bri, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It is not the same thing. 
what they're trying to do is use the law in a very sneaky way, in a populist way, to try and change the constitution. The constitution makes very clear provision for satirists and people who are entertaining. So, so that's the first thing. Art is like a vital part of any robust community. It is vital to be there to criticize and talk truth to power. So we are working with a very well-known lawyer, and uh, we are putting together our submissions to parliament. Nobody's against hate speech. It must be, it must be dealt with. I fully agree with that. There's a, 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 there's a past of pain. It is not the same as a hate crime. I don't care what anyone says. Is corrective rape is not the same as calling someone a monkey. It's not the same thing. So those have got to be clearly defined and they've got to be um, appropriately punished. However, we've got to now separate hate speech from satire. So there's a lot of work for us to do, but we're not going to go to jail. And if we do go to jail, it will not be until we've tested the Constitution to its full. Alfred, uh, if you so had I'm to... So I'm not going to go to jail? That's all I need to do? No, I'll do the work. Don't worry, man. You keep making dick jokes. I'll do the admin. <laughs> So, so Gareth Cliff might go to jail if this comes through. He yeah. he he's been on. He's found himself oh. on the wrong side of public opinion on this. Many uh, times. Alfred, uh, apart from Gareth, who else would you want in the jail cell with you if you do end up in jail? I think it's going to be a great time if they put us all in the same cell. It's going to be it's going to be fantastic. It's like going to hell. The music's going to be great. Um, <laughs> so, so I don't know. I mean, I think all of my favorite John will be there. I can guarantee you that much. Uh, all of my favorites will be in there. The guys that are unapologetic and, you know, just even sometimes, but sometimes also there's some of these guys that, that say some things that I'm like, just because you said something crude doesn't mean it's cool. So I hope there's a few <laughs> that don't get in the cell. But, but do you think oh, people are taking advantage of that? It, it almost, you, you, you resort to the stage and call it satire so that you can actually spew a lot of hateful yeah. and, and, and so, so how, how do you deal with that sort of danger where people are saying, ah, oh, stop taking it so seriously. It's just a joke and, and so how on. How do you deal with that? That's a very big, that's a bigger question. So but, what's the yeah. flip side? Like, what, do you abolish art? Do you abolish art? Well, it, it, that's quite interesting. So we've had, uh, we've had a number of incidences. We had the spear of the nation and so mm. on. And that's also come up is, uh, where do we draw the line? Should we be drawing the lines? We have, um, the artist that's been drawing all sorts of lewd paintings or so-called yes. lewd paintings yeah, yeah. Yes. with the Guptas and so on. And that's also been a big story this year. Sure. Where do we, do we draw a line or don't we? Particularly because we are in Africa and perhaps the, the culture that informs uh, our art and how we accept it is very different to what, let's say, the U.S. and so on would interpret. I think every society was where Africa – I think it's disingenuous to talk about Africa as this kind of like special case. I think we have to join the global community. You have to have a definition of where you come. I fully understand that. Like you have to have a history and stuff. However – you have to name a culture in the world that's benefited from abolishing art. Give me one historical example, and it has happened, where satire and art have been punished or shut down and what the benefit of that has been in the long run because there's a lot of intellect in South Africa right now. Uh, for example, the Roads Must Fall movement has got some genuinely phenomenal input into the how to fix South Africa. I think those young people are completely um, um, misinterpreted by the press for sensationalist reasons. If you look at their actual intellectual rigor, that's the first genuinely constructive movement that's come out of like recent time. I think they're articulate. They have a lot of points to make. The problem is that there's around them, there's a cloud of sort of miscreants who are causing trouble that's not aligned to the central thinking of it. Um, I think whiteness has to be disrupted. I absolutely believe that. I think we can definitely look into the decolonization of education. I also believe that. You can't though, you cannot say that saying that Alfred Newton and gravity are rubbish. Um, that's, that's genuinely a stupid move. It, it takes us backwards. Um, and that woman should really be punished with a, like she should be tear gassed. I just feel 
if you say gravity doesn't exist because we say so, like fuck, dude, come on. So, so can you see where there's a, there's a, there's a clash between intellectual work and and um and obstruction? My concern is that the law is being written by lawless people at the moment. Mm. I'm not sure what the real intention is. Mm. If you want to jail critics, that's a problem. Um, yeah, John, where John, where have you got it wrong? Have you got it wrong this year? Do you feel like you've gone? You might have said something, and the crowd might have loved it, right? But you, in mm. your heart, have gone, shit. That was actually that didn't feel right to me. Is there no. is there something there, or, or not no, really? I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I can't think of anything where I've gone, oh my god, like I made a mistake. Mm. Because surely that's my job is to be aware of what I'm saying. Mm. I mean, unless you've got an example you want no, no, to pass no, no. on I, I me and, absolutely don't and remind any... me of something I've said. But, um, <laughs> but ultimately, you know, on the one hand, you know, yes, people have been hurt, and there's a history of unimaginable. Certainly, from my point of view, I can't, yeah. I can't pretend to relate to the damage. Right. I'm against people being referred to in animalistic terms. Like mm. simianization is not acceptable. Yes. Especially here, and especially given the history of of racism. Yeah. Um, I think if you use hateful speech in aggression, you know. This new legislation has got no mention of words like context, intention, framework. It's got words like ridicule, contempt, contempt, and gesture, mm. mockery. They're very vague terms. And right. in a legal sense, it's very hard to enforce things that are vague. Mm. I think we have to be able to build things within a framework. And it is empowering for people to be made fun of. Yeah. It is strengthening for people to understand that we're all the same. And we all are flawed. And we should make fun of our flaws because mm. ultimately we disempower them. Alfred, uh, yes, the, the story that came out, another big story was, uh, and it is actually, let's call it fermented uh, in this very station, was uh, the white tip uh, where you had the waitress and the tears and so on. So yeah. John speaks about us being the same and so on. You make some jokes about colored people and yeah. how different they are, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White people run to a problem, uh, yeah. run to a problem with a solution. You, That's you me. Know, we, <laughs> to, to, oh, how far? Cold in that cell. <laughs> 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 How far are we from really being the same? It's a, so it's a nice thing to say we're the same and so on, but um, I've seen many black tears that haven't been rewarded with hundreds and thousands of rand. I, you know, how far are we from being the same? What, you, what in what context do you mean? That? So, I mean, so John, for example, said yeah. we're, we're all the same, right? Yeah. And I understand the context that he's saying it. But uh, if you look at the reality of the situation, if you look across the world, other stories that have made headlines mm -hmm. is how how the terrorism we don't speak about, mm -hmm. the, the, the uh, those bodies that get brutalized that we don't speak about, mm -hmm. the indignities that happen that we don't speak about. We're not. We're clearly not the same. If 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 five people in France get bombed. Mm -hmm. Big news story. If a hundred people get bombed in the middle of the Middle East, a very different story. Same thing in South Africa. Uh, a single murder. Let's 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 even flip the switch, right? A, a single murder or a single racist incident, a racist attack by a white on black, mm -hmm. uh, put in a coffin. Big news. Uh, a, a white farmer gets murdered somewhere brutally. Not not as big news. So we're not really the same, even if we we wish we would get to a point of sameness. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess I mean uh, there's so many different examples of this, and I mean you we we it's difficult to say whether we are the same now in my comedy. Now I try to actually um, I try to steer away from 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 especially I'm trying my best to get out of this race joke thing. And the reality I know I know John don't look at me funny. <laughs> The reality is, is that I, I now say we've got more in common class-wise, basically. Like, mm. it's more financial, you know, but that's within the South African context again, you know what I mean? So, um, how close are we to being the same? Uh, it's a very difficult question to answer. I mean, I think that we, we've got, 
we've also gained, if you go back to the media, when you say, you know, when a, when a white farmer is killed somewhere out there, then we go, ah, oh, you know, it's not such a big deal as when we, you know, and that's in this context. If you look at the U.S., it's flipped. It's flipped the other way around. Yeah. The other yeah. way around. Yeah. And it's who is reporting the news as well and what are you listening to? You mm. know what I mean? Because, and this goes back to what I think I'm trying to say with how like so-called liberals try and go, oh, you know, the world is, you know, we huddle together and then, um, and then like with the media is, I think, personally think that it's very driven by very liberal people. Journos are actually skewing it towards a certain, in a certain direction. And then what we go is like, oh my God, Trump won. But the reality is, is that you didn't take the time to go and look at what the situation so really is. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's a very difficult question to answer. And you know, yeah. I, I think there's a danger of like, we oversimplify and it goes back to this 140 character thing. I don't think it's feasible. You know, there's 7 billion people on earth. If you want an example, you'll find one. I was in India recently and I, I was overcome by like the, the, the suffering. It was just, I couldn't, I was on the streets and I just couldn't like, I suddenly thought to myself, if I could liquidate everything I owned and give it to people with, like I would get to about a 300 meter radius mm. and then it would be gone and then it would, as if I never existed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's about trying to solve all the, the stuff and be the solution for everything. I think we all have to pick our battles. You know, you asked about Alfred talking about eliminating race from comedy. We, we have a responsibility to the audience when we perform. We are not social like commentators first. We entertainers. We have to go into a room and connect with those people. Now, whether we like it or not, racial stereotypes built careers. Racial stereotypes got Trevor Noah on The Daily Show, whether we like it or not. Now that he's there, he's now adapting his style to become far more comprehensive satirist than he's ever been. And, and it's, it's great because I don't, I was never a big fan of Trevor Noah. Everyone knows that. I'm a huge fan of what he's achieving now because I think his darker commentary on the darker events, the shootings and stuff are where he really shines through for me. And I go, Oh shit, I need to watch this guy. Mm. So, so I just feel that we've got to all accept the fact that you can't keep going. It's not binary. Yeah. We're not living in a binary solution. It's got to be a bit more quantum. You have to like, you've got to understand that you'll pick battles. I'll pick battles. Hopefully we're aligned going forward and we'll do good things. But you'll never find a discussion that's going to cover every possible. It's so difficult. Like, you know, you, you'd think things are getting better and you get a Penny Sparrow incident. It's not just that there's a stupid white person who's a racist. I mean, yeah. I'm shocked that people are shocked that that still happens because they invented it. But, mm. but the, the point is, <laughs> but the point is, it's how we react to a Penny Sparrow. We polarize, Absolutely. we go backwards, we re, you know, resurface mm. all the hatred. Mm. I just wish we could all agree and hold and just go, you know what? Yes. Totally wrong. Let's ruin her life and make sure she doesn't ever earn a living again and drive her <laughs> underground. But but let's not forget what we've achieved until she popped up her head. And yeah. there's so much undone work in this country. White people have not worked hard enough. And, you know, I'm, I'm the first one to be attacked for it because I, I, I won't back down on this. We said it was all cool and we just carried on drinking our lattes. Mm. No one did anything. And now we have to do it. So it's, it's getting more profound and deeper and more dangerous and stuff. You know, yeah. what, what should we do? I mean, just be aware. Just be conscious of your history. Be when conscious you say of the we, damage. Who are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, who's we? Um, um. <laughs> Two white people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so no, but really, I mean, because I think what. So this is now we're getting personal. But one of the things that I found so. Last year, the year before, mm-hmm. I was, you know, very much like that social justice warrior yeah. guy, you know, like pointing out other people's mistakes. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't do that on Facebook, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this year, I was just like, fuck it, man. I'm over that shit. Like, I just need to do me and make sure that I'm 
working on me and trying to get me right rather than pointing out all the other shit that everyone else is doing yeah. wrong or right. And I don't know if that's the right strategy. So I'm interested because you're obviously on your own journey, John, and it's yeah. different to my journey. What, what are you doing? What, I is, mean, what should we the, be doing? What do you first think? First of all, listen. Stop talking and listen. I think that's a huge one. Listen mm. to the people around you. It's not all about what white people think. If you, I, I researched for my show, The Good Racist, I read a lot of books, and what struck me was how many brilliant young South Afri- black South Africans there are writing books at the moment. Mm. There's so much great commentary that white people have never listened to. Just read the books. Just understand where people are coming from. We're living in a unique time. There's a whole new group of people that are born into South Africa who are going to solve shit. And it's not you. It's Mm. not me either. You know, I always use the example of being a vegetarian. When I tell people I'm a vegetarian, fuck, it becomes a discussion. It's just a decision I've taken. You know, gay marriage. Why is anyone other than gay people talking about it? Yeah. Why do straight people have an opinion? Why are straight people allowed to decide if gay people should? You're never going to be involved. Fuck off. Just let people do what they need to do. And, you know, I just feel that we're trying to solve or be the judge yeah. or deliver the summary. We've got to talk and, and listen. Yeah. For me, that's important. And I said that without listening for one second. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I'm part of the problem. <laughs> what, what John is saying is that that's the beginning. Start listening, and also, you know, I I see a lot of people, white people, take on so much of the blame to their detriment to a degree as well. Like there's so much white guilt and all those kinds of things. And there's, then you need to also have a balanced view in your head. But the reality is, and I'm generalizing again, is is that it does start with you know listening a little bit, and also, John speaks about this in the show, acknowledging. Acknowledge that you, my biggest, and it's always a personal thing, like, my biggest problem is that acknowledge first that, you know, you've been sort of, uh, you've been benefiting. Like, Mm. a lot of people can't, we don't, you don't dislike, I don't dislike white people because they, they have things now. I sometimes dislike them for not owning up to it. Mm. Not going, listen, you know, yes, we did benefit. But like not turning a blind eye the whole time and then turning that into anger at me and calling me incompetent. Da, 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 da. So it's, it's about <laughs> listening. It's about mm. listening first, acknowledging and then, then starting because I think we're far from even acknowledging. Mm. We, not, we haven't even listened. How can we acknowledge at all? Another big story yeah. this year was the Olympics and, and when Wade van Niekerk won, there was a big thing about the colored community. And, and the age out. No, yes. No. And, uh, well, <laughs> look, so, so <laughs> and, and we did a show, we did a show on uh, our colored people, black people. So, so we've spoken a bit about uh, the role that white people should play in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the role that uh, black people and colored people do you think uh, uh, should play in terms of, so, so if John says, uh, yeah. you know, keep quiet, let the, let the people who need to fix the, you know why are we speaking about why are peop- straight people deciding that uh, gay people should get married or not yeah. get married? Should black people just decide to take the land and then we just get on with it? You see, where did that come from? No, <laughs> 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 no, let's just plunder. Um, first of all, it's not also it's so isolated. There's like a, like I, like John said earlier, or we spoke about earlier, is that you can't isolate things to certain. You have to. It's a very broad issue. It's like I'm gonna just grab one little thing out of it. But you assume now, or I'm not. I'm not saying, but most people assume now because I'm a colored guy. I'm 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 actually yeah, you know black. Yeah. yeah, colored people have no colored people are probably the most racist people you will encounter, and I. <laughs> I'm generalizing now as well, but they they racist as hell. And the reality is, is that you know, again, or we also have to be conscious. We also have to be conscious as to you know, it's it's a, a and the sad part is, is that we're not traditionally as 
educated or as exposed as what uh, we would like to be. The reality is, is that we're not even close to understanding certain things. Like, for example, this whole fees must fall you a movement. I mean, I'm all for it because I struggled as well to get through college. But the reality is I also see how it's not possible me personally, see how it's not possible for that to work immediately. So what do we do? Uh, and a lot of my friends are going to shoot me down on this. Do we just take everything, give free education and break the thing completely? Or do we start becoming a little bit more reasonable? Uh, but it's all of our responsibility to come to the party where a white family that had a... You know, had, uh, as the advantage of being able to pay, have to come a little bit half, have to come halfway, whether, uh, whether they own land or whatever, have to come halfway just as much as we have to also go, listen, we have to be a little bit more reasonable. Otherwise, and you know, trying to tell human beings that is the difficulty because we are selfish, completely selfish, and we are defensive. And that's, that's where we're sitting right now. Anyway, yeah. What do we do then? Another big story: the Guptas. Uh, they've they've dominated completely, and there seems to have been a pilot uh, on the Guptas. Everybody yeah. started going for them. Yeah. The banks, the comedians, uh, everyone went for them. Uh, should we be? Should we be? You know, are the Guptas being picked on? That's another show that we did. Are, sure. are they being? Are they being picked on? Um, we did a show recently on are the Stellenbosch mafia the original state capturers? Uh, there seem to be others that have been. Accused of, of taking much more from the state yeah. and being much more embedded in what happens in the state, um, have we have we decided? Uh, much like comedians sometimes might tend yeah. to do, is find a single uh, example mm. and just pick on it. Yeah. Uh, have we decided now that we're picking on the Guptas, and and is it is it incorrect? I mean, I think ultimately, from a comedy point of view, there's a couple of things in your, what you just said now, so yeah. I took off a list. But uh, absolutely, I mean, I think part of a comic's job is to reduce everything down to a, a target and then hit it. Mm. Um, that, absolutely. I think it's ironic that we blame the Guptas and not the government for state capture. Mm. Um, I totally agree with you, and history will agree with you, that state capture is not new. The only thing about the Guptas is that they're pretty shit at it. Um, <laughs> um, they, they're not very good. They, they got to, like, one president, and then they were caught, and then they left, right? So, so, so they're, they're amateur. At state capture, I think if you look back, it's absolutely right that um, if you look at the beginning of what's called the Afrikaans sort of um, economy, um, yes, absolutely, it was captured from the beginning, and and uh, a lot of it was based on giving Afrikaans people a mythology. So it was all rallied around the Khrur trek. And uh, if you read a great book called White Power by um, a great uh, professor called Christy van der Westhuizen, she writes about the formation of the first big um, corporations in this country. And I mean, I don't think it was um, it was purely Afrikaans. I think it goes back to the Dutch East India Company and, um, you know, Rhodes and, and all of those people who took their turns plundering. Um, mm-hmm. And so now the Guptas are just having their turn. Um, the beauty of what's happening now is there's more citizen activism. So, and we have access to information and there are more people leaking information because now we live in an age where leaking is something quite important. So we are able to catch the Guptas early on. But mm. the, we've certainly been living in a captured state from its inception. Mm. There's mm. no doubt that, and, and I would, I would imagine any state in, in the world, even communist Russia was captured by its, Founders. Yeah, they just call so, it different things, right? Well, if you have yeah. to kill 12 million people to start your plan, yeah. um, there's a problem, right? It's not a great plan. <laughs> and if your leaders in a communist you know, structure enjoy a privileged life and the people at the bottom are starving, mm. well, it's not communist. So, yeah. so, um, so I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I, th- I think from the point of view of comedy, we were having this conversation with some other comedians the other day. It's that difficult transition away from what's, let's call it simplified comedy, where you reduce things to targets. Mm. 
The problem is because we're dealing with a, an audience that eats Twitter for breakfast, it's mm-hmm. a very hard struggle. And not all comedians are prepared to go through that awkwardness. Like in The Good Racist, there were definitely patches of the show where people were really straining to stay engaged. <laughs> they really were struggling with the material. But I knew if I hung in there and I've made a decision, that's the comedy I want to do. It's more awkward. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I went out to a gig the other night and uh, I – they were Speak great. about they, it They were great <laughs> The audience was largely black It was in Pretoria It was the perfect setting It was just lovely And I went in hard And they loved it But then another comedian Announced that he was so hurt By what I said That he couldn't perform Oh wow Oh so, really um, Do you want to name him Not really okay. I don't want to give him I want to name him now <laughs> Look if you've just joined the show It's, it's been a wild uh, conversation here 2016 What the fuck With uh, two incredible Have we been comedians. on topic <laughs> uh, Well Perfectly uh, Perfectly on topic I uh, feel very like a politician. He's asked me questions. I've answered other things. You have, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. <laughs> Alfred, like, no one told me that the audience is going to speak back today. <laughs> I want to I I talk about the audiences just generally because you guys deal with them on a day-to-day basis. How have you felt the audiences have been? Give us a temperature of has have, have audiences changed? Have they become more serious? Have they become more offended? Because that's almost a good measure, I suppose, in a, in a microcosm way of what the country is feeling at the moment. Do you, is there any kind of change there or, or not really? I'd be interested to hear. I mean, for, for me, listen, I haven't been around for as long as John has. John's I been thought you were going to say 500 years. I thought you were going to say you don't have audiences. I was but, like, come on, man. Let's but, just do this But properly. for me, no. I don't, I don't, I can't lie to you. I think that, you know, I, I don't think it's, Shifted that much People sit there In the audience Sometimes they're offended But they keep quiet And they mm, go home mm, mm, You know mm. what I mean They they don't Go ah You know Like th- that's why <laughs> This bull is crazy for To me Because it's uh, Like people still pay To come in And watch these shows They might not Always agree with us yeah. But they understand What this is And they understand They understand What they've signed up for And listen I speak about some things That people hate And I get people To laugh On, on things that they Feel inside They shouldn't yes, laugh yeah. at But no the, the audience I don't think it's changed that much John, John? any thoughts? You um, might have a video. Yeah, I mean, video. I think Alfred started comedy in a time when there was already the benefit of um, the changes that have happened. Because while I'm talking about the world getting stupider, which I believe in, you must remember that comedy audiences are the elite, just by numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not talking to everyone, right? So, sure. so, so I'm not talking about you know the whole world, but I have found there is a very rich band of South Africans who are a certain age group. Um, I can't tell you what they look like from a color point of view or a background point of view or a professional point of view because that defies sort of segmentation. But there's a group of young South Africans who are evolved and they are providing the very best comedy audience I can find Mm. because they come out of a complicated background, a lot of hardship, but they're determined to use their minds. I love those people. I just wish there were more of them. Mm. And the danger in the country right now is that no one's listening to the right people. Populism is definitely the dominant kind of thing, obviously by definition. And uh, the agendas of populists are very questionable. You've got clever people running stupid movements, and and uh, and that's a problem. And then they're interpreted by people who want to know what AKA had for breakfast. <laughs> it's an insult to freedom. Mm. What, what what's what's going to happen? I think uh, in the future, I think you've got this generation where we we're complaining about this dumbed down sort of audience, um, and where where we are all audiences in one way or another. We're audiences to politicians. We're audiences to all of these things and the media that we consume. Looking at all of that, um, what do you think is the future of our country? It 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 because the trend certainly seems we're going to have this increase. Not 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 necessarily decreasing. What does that mean for the future of the country? Or 
you know are we are we headed down the tubes do you think um me um i think that listen when i look at when i it depends on on the day on which day you ask me some days i go down to shows and i see people and i speak to people that give me a lot of hope you mm. know what i mean mm. that give me like just like john says there are some great people coming out giving their own opinions the gen, like well informed people like giving themselves the opportunity to study and you know learn a little bit more and then there are days where i'm like why aren't these are these people still alive we should kill off this generation <laughs> yeah but yeah. then <laughs> you know <laughs> but then the constitution <laughs> Yeah, then that's the reality of the thing is that depends on <laughs> depends on the day. Depends on the day. Let's just massacre off. Bar- no, no, mm, can't mm, say that. No, mm. on 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 a, on a real note, there there are there's there there are days where I think, oh no, we're actually gonna be okay. This is just something that we're going through. It's it's you know our democracy is very young. These people, the people that are in power right now, literally come from a place where they've you know they're figuring things out and they haven't had opportunities and they've never had things so it's very difficult to keep for example their hands out of the out of the kitty and you know hopefully in time we'll get past that and a new generation will come in and we'll start evolving so that's where i am generally take us take us a little bit into your preparation and where you get your material from because you you almost have to go into the minds of this very audience and then rise a little bit above them um in order to lead it in a certain direction how does how do you guys prepare how do you find material and how often do you revise it we've been hearing the same old jokes from some people uh for many 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 years um mm. How do you guys go about finding the material? I think it's very individual. I think it's about why you do comedy in the first place. So some people do it for the like kind of success and stuff, and, and those people I, I can't really speak for. <laughs> they haven't been very successful, <laughs> um, um, apparently. Uh, I have to say I start in isolation. Um, um, actually, I don't start uh, with the crowd. I prefer to look inside, and because I, I recognise that a lot of what I think is shared by most people, uh, because ultimately we have the same. Um, you know about uh, 99.9 recurring percent commonality and that one little bit of difference i think um i have to find as an artist what i want to say and what i want to talk about what i want to explore and then you go into research and that's quite a long process and i'm just talking about my new show because it's the most research i've ever done uh quite a lot of deep research and it's not it's not comedy it's just reading and and making notes and and getting immersed and i have to say i nearly cancelled the, the good races because i found Getting through the history of racism was such a heavy process that I, I actually found I was quite um, desolate like about the whole thing. And I didn't know whether I was just being an asshole to try and write a show using race in the title um, and look like I was trying to be, you know, or genuinely do something constructive. Anyway, it was quite a weird time. And then I, I came out of that and, and, and I'm really glad to say that I found that, that the light way to do it. I think in then you think about the delivery and, and that's where you've got to join the crowd. You've got to go back to being inside the audience and you deliver it in that way. So for me, that's how it works. And, and I genuinely have no regard for comedy that doesn't live next door to horror. Mm. I honestly believe that the greatest comedy on earth lives right next door to the worst shit you can imagine because that's where it's needed. I don't want to hear about your fucking jumper and like, you you know, I don't care about fucking getting an Uber. Like it's just, Mm. I really don't, it doesn't interest me. And Mm. and I'm glad that there are comics who do that because there's a place in the world for, for that. But for me, I genuinely feel that the greatest comedy is when you take darkness and you turn it into something light. Like mm-hmm. that's where it's needed. So for me, it's quite a it's quite a heavy process. It's it's not easy. Like it's it's quite harrowing to go through. But I'm fuck. I'm never going to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, for me, it's a it's very different from John. I always look at like John's process, and I go, yo, you know, from nowhere, reading books, coming up with a show. That's uh, like I live my life, and then what I do is I just like sort of keep note of what I find funny. Yeah. And at night, these things swirl around in my head. I type them out, or I sit down and I write a little bit, and then I perform them. And my style of comedy, or the stuff I do, is more like observational. Um, and I would say probably, you know, it's not as it's it's life stories. It's mm. not as political or or whatever. It's it's really just things that I find funny in my world, and then bring it to the stage. That's that's mm. how I get to it. So I don't have a process of writing, mm. but what happens is is that I find little bits and bits and bits and I, I create a story out of it. Yeah. And uh, just just on that topic of the industry, what's the business model for for comedy? How do you how do you make sure you at least you can at least uh, wear a beautiful green shirt, John? Right. Um, you find in the sales. morning. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to work hard. You, you have to do more than wait for the phone to ring. Um, um, you know, I mean, just for full disclosure, like we work with Alfred in our, um, our business. Alfred's one of the comics who's very proactive. So he's, he's incoming all the time. He's coming with stuff. Yeah. You've got to link things. You've got a lot of corporate work. You have to do the corporate gigs. You've got to take the brief. You've got to not swear. You've got to not mention God. You've got to, you know, Mm. because that's where the money allows you to build your kind of, let's call it, I call it the jungle gym. If you want to play, you have to build a jungle gym. Jungle gyms are not built by fun people. They're built by the boring people. (laughs) So they've got to bolt it to the ground, make sure it's all, you know, ready and whatever. So you've got to build that kind of structure. Um, and it takes a lot of work, you know. Um, a lot of people think that we don't have discipline. Um, I always say just because you don't recognize my discipline doesn't mean it's not there. In fact, wow. it's much harder as a freelance creative person to earn a living and put a kid through school yeah. than it is for someone who's the CEO. I mean, obviously the money aside, yeah. but what I'm trying to say is that if you work for, um, you know, Investec, you have a very rigorous there's a guarantee structure. Yeah, yeah. There's a guarantee of income. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I employ like six or seven people um, and partners with other, another four. Um, you know, I start every month at zero and, and have to make sure that all of those are things are taken care of. Mm. So I don't go to bed at like nine at night. You know, I don't wake up at like two in the afternoon. Mm. Um, so the model is to try and, uh, on the one hand, create opportunities for yourself, but also to always add value to everybody you work with. So I, I just want to say quickly on that. Um, I had the pleasure of being backstage at the Comic Awards. Uh, I think it was last year or the year right. before. And I must say, your work ethic is ridiculous. <laughs> no, I really, I, I really Thanks, mean dude. that, and I want to, I want to just put that out there, like because some people do think that comedians, oh, it's just an easy life, or even musicians, it's an easy life, right? But the guys that are doing yeah. it well, they're working damn hard, and I just got a yeah. small glimpse of that when I saw you working, and I was like blown away. The business yeah. of comedy yeah. is not funny. No, no, no it's not. so not funny. No. <laughs> I, actually, there's a there's a thing I say to my friends is like, there's nothing funny about the way we make our money. It's it's work. Yeah, it is work, yeah, work, yeah. and I'm just getting into into it. Like, but I've also realized that the better you are at, the more flack you sort of get. It's, yeah. yeah, the better you are at, like, because people are just like you have envy and there's other drama and there's politics and things around the whole thing, and so you always find that the people that do well are criticized for you know whatever. But the reality is, is that go there and spend a couple of days with those people. You'll find that they are the Hardest working people you have ever met. People think that the entertainment industry, you wake up at, at 12. If you're waking up at 12, you are 
you, my friend, you're doing you are, are you are you eating two minute noodles tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm interested, just generally, guys, and I love this conversation where it's going. It's it's often tangents all over the place, but I'm you know one of the big themes for me this year was this whole idea of democracy and mm. capitalism specifically. You know, we spoke about democracy and having a constitution. Are those concepts, you know, are those concepts? Should we get rid of those concepts? I mean, I know it sounds weird, but if you think about Parliament, mm. it's clear that Parliament's voice is not the voice of the people, mm -hmm. right? As much as they supposedly said, they don't spend enough time with the people to actually understand the voice, right? So they're on their own tangent because they've got such a schedule. Do we get rid of, you know, Save South Africa, we had a conversation with them the other day and they were wanting to get rid of Zuma, but we were saying, what about the system? You know, what about the system that keeps him in power? I mean, but is the system, you know, do you throw a system out when you haven't even used it yet? In what way, John? Like, well, give me, well, I mean, give we talk sense. about democracy, but I mean, which democracy? Because where is their democracy? There are all these systems and processes, and we talk about the judiciary being intact. Mm. They make these rulings, and no one listens to them. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, are we using the system? Because the truth is, the Constitution is a beautiful document. It may need to be revisited because perhaps it made too many concessions to uh, starting afresh, right? That, there's that. We may need to revise the constitution to acknowledge the past a little more. Perhaps you can't just have we, the people of South Africa, acknowledge the injustice of the past, and that's the whole. Mm -hmm. That's it, that's all we say about the past. You, you, you know, that may be a little fucking, you know, reductive. <laughs> you, you know, so so I mean that maybe, but we haven't really given this constitution a go. Really, I, I don't believe. Um, there's still an agenda at the top. The people enforcing. This constitution are not, they're not on our side. Yep. Mm. Wow. So, guys, uh, this has been one hour, not enough. Um, but I do want to touch on another WTF. Uh, WTF, Andrew is happy birthdaying today. Oh hey. my God, dude, you never told us that. Happy my birthday, goodness. Sir. Wow. <laughs> We're having a conversation. Happy birthday, Andrew. Happy, happy birthday. Happy Can birthday. you believe yeah, that Andrew... Get you anything. Yeah, you got you this iPhone cover. Happy birthday, six. I think here's, here's been the big theme, just observing Andrew across across uh, this year is is a struggle, um, particularly of white South Africans, to feel as if they are a constructive part of this country so we spoke earlier about uh, not doing enough and so on and then you have guys like Andrew who are really trying now the, the, the flip side of that and the occupational hazard of trying so hard is that you're at the core face you're the one that's going to offend more people because you are trying so hard to interact with those people how do we begin to to, to, to move forward as this generation of, of uh, people of young people and so on um, and realize that it is those that are trying that are probably going to step on more toes because we're just we're just in each other's space so much. Uh, how do we begin to 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 maybe even use humor and so on to begin to build bridges uh, across the different groups? Another small question. Yeah. <laughs> how do we solve this global warming? Let's fix it. Let me let me tell you what I think Don't I can an do, answer, guys. and then I'll, I'll, you can ask Alfred. I'll tell you what I can do is I can keep provoking thoughts. I can keep putting ideas to people when they didn't expect them. I can I can uh, keep aiming to have young people have a conversation in the car on the way home after the show, uh, and let them do the work. But all I can do is to provoke the thought. Mm. I don't think it's up to me to tell anyone what their experience has been or what they should do. Yes. I just want to try and provoke thought. All I want to acknowledge is that there is far more intellectual talent in this country 
than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah. And we must stop glorifying one inch deep social bullshit. We really must try and exercise our minds because I think the answer is here. We just have to try and figure it out. And I don't know who's right and I don't know who's wrong. Mm. Okay, cool. I wish I was. I think that, you know, when you, when in comedy, there's sort of, you know, you start. For Star Wars people start as a ped one. That's where I am. And you get to Jedi level, <laughs> right? And when you're at Jedi level, you can, the, the answer that, that John is giving now, it's relevant. I'm just trying to make these people laugh for money, okay? <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me these questions. <laughs> I just want them to laugh so I can get paid, okay? <laughs> so I think that, you know, the answer is in the question. Um, as long as we keep on making people laugh, shining a light on, you know, some things that are just ridiculous to us, and then putting it out there, there's probably a lot more people that agree with you than what you think. And I think it's important for comedians to challenge themselves, to try and be better. Like like I said earlier, I found myself in a rut where I, I do a lot of race comedy. I'm trying to challenge myself to get out of that and to see um, different patterns. And I think that comedians owe it to ourselves just to try and keep on challenge, challenging ourselves to do better comedy and to broaden our horizons, to bring more people to the game and, you know, trying to make light of these terrible things that sometimes happen so guys uh what what comes next for you guys it's a festive season i imagine it's a busy period for you guys uh any shows you guys are doing the good races sounds very interesting where where do we catch that uh, so um, that's going to be next year in march at the lyric theater mm. um this yeah. festive season uh we've got we're off to the durban summer comedy festival yes uh for the first time uh no actually i was there last year sorry um i'm um, here for the first first time, time for Alfred. Yeah. so this is a uh it's a it's the newly expanded festival with a yeah. couple of people savannah and Eddie, really cool. other sponsors yeah. uh, <laughs> comedy central but anyway uh these jeans from edgar's are all so comfortable <laughs> And you know, I find that when I put them on, they're the right length every time. <laughs> uh, we're gonna be, we're gonna be at, I'm gonna, I'm very excited because it's the Durban Comedy Festival and I've always, Durban's got a huge comedy scene all of a sudden, like it, like for years, it's like sort of, and then all of a sudden it's just popping. So me and John are doing some, uh, uh, what, well, the Rotten Show, which is yes. like where we can go dirty in rotten comedy. the dirty rotten comedy. So we're going to Amsterdam, am I correct? That's correct. On the 14th and we'll be wow. there. And I think John is uh, from It's a bar in Durban It's not the actual <laughs> It's not Amsterdam We're flying into Amsterdam Dude that bar is so famous It's huge <laughs> But And we're going in So it's all about being You know As free as we can be on stage I'm going to be very inappropriate i got jokes about Crippled children's going to kill um, And then after that I'm doing a show called Headliners Also at the Durban Comedy Festival uh, Tonight I'm in Sun City Doing some, some comedy there And then this weekend I'm at I'm, I'm, Thursday I've got a show at the Hilton uh, So every Thursday at the Hilton and So there's a lot going on That's worth going to Thank you John, just very quickly we, We've spoken about all these issues But you seem to be You seem to be doing something about Bringing up young talent And allowing uh, a young talent and, and seems black talent as well to, to almost stand on your shoulders and reach for their dreams. Wow, that's uh, that, a that, that nice seems like something, that seems like a, co a, a useful contribution. Is that something, how, what's your thought process in that or are um, you just, uh, just getting on uh, with it? It's just the thing of, um, I, I always say it's like being an iPad one, watching an iPad four roll off the production line. I just have this huge sense of excitement about, South African voices, because for so long when I was like doing comedy in the beginning, we were doing the basic stereotypes to work the crowd. 
now you're seeing genuine voices coming out of South African comedy, and it's fucking exciting. Mm. So, so yeah, we're doing that. It's amazing because on the one hand, we get a lot of um, great feedback, but we also get flack for um, trying to put young talent forward, which is weird. Mm. I'm impressed. Thank you, guys. Uh, Thank it's you been so an hour much. too short, unfortunately. Uh, Alfred Adrian, Thank John Flismas, you guys are absolute legends. Thanks, man. Thank you, you are too. You guys Thank are too. You are both Thank legends. Happy birthday, really. man. Have a Thank good you one so tonight. much, man. I'm really. touch myself later and think about you both. <laughs> Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate equally, that. Equally, equally. No, that's important because <laughs> often Rory gets a lot of the good stuff and I get nothing. Wow. So no, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to be thinking about you. You look like <laughs> awesome. you smell nice. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you for coming. I hope we can have you back next year and uh, we're looking forward to more. Rory, this is our last show for the year. Yeah, boy. Thank you so much. Been an amazing uh, journey. Wow. Black guy no, to the no, rurals, the white guy to the beach. You know <laughs> To use one last ra- racial stereotype. <laughs> one's, go- one's going home, Who one's going is on slaughtering? <laughs> Anyway, Rory, one of the shows that we did do this year, which uh, I think uh, has to be mentioned, what, the White Tip show that we spoke about, uh, I thought it was one of our best shows. Uh, here's a little snippet of what happened. Thank you and so much for listening. it speaks to what's wrong. We need to listen more. We need to engage. And we need to be a little, b- a little bit more empathetic. To all those people that did listen, my mom and Rory's mom, thank you so much. It's been amazing. <laughs> we appreciate your support. You have my dad on now as well. Oh, one. sweet. And Three, we'll baby. see you again next year. Ciao, ciao. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. It starts like this. Hold on. We got this. Oh, the, the, you had to. You could not believe the noise and the furore and the outrageousness that happened on Frankly Speaking yesterday. Cunt is perfectly fine. Does it hurt your feelings? Do you need a safe space? Did I give a trigger Whoa. warning to your show, Andrew? <laughs> Where's your trigger warning, Andrew? Ooh, I forgot to download the podcast. Damn it. No, man. No, my friend. It's, it's, I'm not. I'm not elevating you to anything. I think you're an idiot. I honestly don't. I'm not elevating you to Messiah level. You could take every five minutes of that show if you wanted to, and you could break it down. You could say, "Well, this is the truth. This is what's made up." I want to understand something. I'm listening. You, you, you're hot under the collar. You're about facts. Why can't we just talk about facts without you being emotional? Because you don't talk about facts, and I haven't got any emotion. Okay, so give me facts. Do you, do you? This is an opinion that is valid. This is an opinion that sounds like it's contrived. Come Racism on, is not a problem. There's facts for Racism this. Racism is not a problem. It's not a major problem. There's are statistics for this. There in this are country, statistics for this. In this country, where is your facts? In I'm, this I'll country, bring you facts. Okay, wait, wait. Let's hear the facts. Let's hear the facts. Racism is not a problem. Let me hear according read, to which right. facts. And put them together and see what happens. This, this whole ideology that, no, 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 we're just doing this for an individual or we just, and this has nothing to do with anyone else. That is absolute <laughs> BS. And it is revolting in the way that Greg Nicholson said as well because it's the suggestion that the issues of this country only matter to people like yourselves when they affect people of your own skin color. Every single one of us. We all think these things. Roman, the reason why I haven't switched mics off is because I really do believe that this is not about facts. There is emotion and you can't take emotion out of situation. It's just impossible. You can't. Hey, 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 just like, shut up. I, I need to say something to you. Of course, right? you don't so, like so, to be spoken so, to. So, so, you don't so, like it at me. all. You always have to be the biggest voice in the room, but you're not today. Shut up. Just shut up so I can talk. You, it is. Yeah, yeah, listen, listen so, so help me understand. You never hear this on talk radio. They're all so friendly with each other in talk radio. They always go, Ah, thank you. Well, you're entitled to your opinion and thanks for your call. No, that's not what people think. I guarantee you I've done 10 times more than any of you. If you you want to do a dick measuring competition, we can whip it out right fucking here. I know that that some people may think that this kind of thing is just 
dangerous and destructive and unnecessary. But really, we have got to stop pretending that there aren't people who feel like Rory does. I don't care. You can leave if you want to. No, not at all. Yeah. Really so, 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 if you don't like it, and, then leave. There aren't people who yeah. feel like Jonathan does. You don't I feel like you have any racial prejudice in your mind. No, Socialized. but you can go ask the more than 20,000 black patients I've treated at Barra <laughs> willingly. Come on. You can't Fucking use, the, you can't use the, that, that argument. Oh, if I hate people. If I hate people based you on their skin the, color. So why the, would I dedicate my life to helping all people? I Jonathan, don't discriminate Jonathan, on them. Jonathan. The thing is, we'll have these conversations amongst ourselves, right? Amongst yeah. our little groups. But when it comes to having these conversations with the people that you disagree with, then all of a sudden it's it's difficult to to have those conversations. People and, and you believe and you're believing and you're believing that that is a fact. It is a fact that race is not an issue it's in about, this country. It's a, you believe it's that. You genuinely believe that. It's about things you have lost your damn mind in South Africa. And that's how we learn. Really, you need someone to test you to kind of make you expand your horizons. So many people say nothing, and as you said, they don't get confrontational, and all their thoughts and prejudices just fester. You know, and I think I think here's a, here's a problem: is is if we if we as a country believe we're going to move forward, we need to get to a point where uh, uh, people such as Ramon, such as Jonathan, are able to engage with the real issues of this country and and to engage with them honestly, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 and this for me is, is they're, claiming, they're claiming the higher ground But their feet aren't touching that ground mm. uh, And their feet aren't touching that ground Because they refuse to, to, to acknowledge The reality of what's happening In the hearts and minds of ordinary South Africans Most of whom are black the reason why I've been emotional in this because it is an emotional thing, mm. right? To to try and and intellectualize this and to make this an objective thing. It's not an objective thing for me. When 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 racist incident after racist incident happens, and 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 it's it, it's it's exactly that point that really it, it it irritates me. And so I I don't think I would have done this topic justice and been authentic about it if I had not responded. Uh, in, in an emotional, emotional way. way because mm-hmm. that's how I'm experiencing it mm. right and and I think until such point that we realize that we do need to acknowledge these emotions the same way they responded to the emotions of a girl who 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 was hurt by the words of somebody else why do they refuse to acknowledge that the, the emotiveness of everything else and everyone else's response to it mm. right why why is it okay to address her emotions and not to address the emotions is because they do not see humans in us that's ultimately what it's about. Mm. And that's where I'm leaving it.